Welcome to a brand new episode of Podcast About Nothing. I am your host, The Apex. Same podcast, new episode, same host. Um, I'd like to welcome my first-time listeners, my last-time listeners, listeners that's trying to bite my style, and to the listeners that are traveling right now on the road. You know, well, it's not the holiday, so maybe y'all aren't traveling, but there, there could be people traveling right now, you know what I'm saying? So, shout out to y'all, man. Uh, shout out to what occasion. Um, if you are planning a trip, if you're planning a party, a bar mitzvah, wedding, wedding reception, whatever the case is, no matter what the occasion, go with what occasion. Shout out to the old Cedar Bread. Uh, if you're looking for a high fashion, pure leather backpacks and uh, you know dressed up and casual shoes for men and women, go with Osita Brand. Follow them on Instagram at Osita Brand, all one word, O S I T A Brand, all one word. Shout out to uh, Lady Chosen's Hot Sauce, the greatest, hottest, tastiest hot sauce in the hot sauce game. Go follow Lechosa's Hot Sauce, all one word on Instagram, L-E-C-H-O-S-A-S. Also, shop on www.lechosashotsauce.com. Uh, this is season finale. By the time y'all hear this, it'll be Friday, but yeah, it's the season finale. I know y'all been like, man, what episode I thought you said? Yeah, it's here. Okay, this is it. Okay, my top ten best favoriteest albums of 2019, and we're gonna even take it back to the end of 2018. So, well, that that'll include Meek Mill's album, right? The Meek Mill album dropped in like December, I think. So, uh, yeah, man, you know, top ten greatest albums of the year for 2019. I'm not going to all 10, like, right here. You know what I'm saying? On this episode here. So, uh, stay tuned for that. And I think that's it. This else is on the docket here. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Yeah, so y'all going to get my top 10 favorite albums of 2019 in order from 10 to 1. 1 being the greatest, clearly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. About nothing nation. Let me get your attention before I let this episode finish and tell you all about what occasion. What occasion is a travel agency slash party planning committee owned by my cousin, my family, Tamara. Now you can go follow what occasion on Instagram at what occasion all one word. If you have plans on planning on a birthday party for your 21st, a King Sierra, or you want to take a trip to the Bahamas, make sure you go with what occasion. Because no matter what the occasion, go with what occasion. All right, so here we go, man. Top 10 favorite albums of 2019. Uh... Alright, so, 
this what this is to me a very delicate um a very delicate list. Okay? Very delicate. Um no future not on here. Absolutely not. But it's a very delicate list, man. You know, I, I I mean that. I really do. I mean that. Um, and I was looking through the albums, and I was trying to figure out if I even wanted to do uh, top ten. You know, and I decided, yeah. Yeah, you know, I went down um, the list of albums that came out uh, thus far, and I came away with 10. Well, I came away with about 12, and I was like, nah, you know what I'm saying, knock it down to 10. Uh, So, my bad, everybody, I was just, I want to make sure that I have this list in a correct order before I start spewing out stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay. So, um, number 10, Anderson Pack. That was a good album. I didn't do an album review. I think I did. It was really brief. But the album came out on April 12th. Okay? It's it's November. It's November, and this album came out on April 12th. Right? So, April 12th, <laughs> I'm going to go with Anderson Pack's album, Ventura. Uh, it, was, it was good. You know, R&B, soul, funk. Type of feel like mid seventies type of feel, and uh, he got a Smokey Robinson feature. So, I mean, like I I don't think a lot of artists can just hit up Smokey Robinson like yo, can you have on this? You know, so uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's all I got. I, I mean, the album was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was cool. It was fine. Like, if you didn't hear it, go hear it. Like, it's a good album, though. Like, maybe not, let me not even downplay it like that. It, it, it's a good album. It really is. It's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a good album. Anderson, not really my type of artist that I like go to. You know what I'm saying? So I really didn't know what to expect when I listened to him. My fault, y'all. I think I'm getting sick. But I don't typically go to Anderson Pack. So when I heard the album, just because, you know, I have Apple Music, so I was like, let me listen to it. It's good. It's a, it's a good album. Uh, number nine, The Big Day. And I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I did The Big Day should be number 10. I didn't really care for this album. You know what? Switch that. Switch that. Big Day is number 10. Chance out, uh, Chance the Rapper, his album, uh, The Big Day, 
that's that's number ten. I, I wasn't really feeling it. I wasn't rocking with it. I was disappointed in it because of how much of a classic that coloring book is. Um, and acid rap. I don't know what this was. Like chance has reached this level of celebrity where, you know what I'm saying, people know who Chance the Rapper is. And I feel like he tried to portray that through his music. And, nah, it didn't work. It didn't work. Like, I wasn't really feeling that album at all, to be perfectly honest. But of all the albums I listened to, it was the 10th best. And then I'll give number nine to uh, Anderson Pack Dollars. Uh, number eight. Man. Number eight, I'll give to... Yeah. Because I, I had this higher... But I decided to drop it. Number eight, YG's For Real, For Real album. For Real, For Real. And number eight. It was it was good. It's not my favorite YG album, but, you know, good. It was good. You know, it was just one of those things where, like, you know, it was good. I enjoyed it for what it was. Like, it was nothing that I even went back to. Like, I listened to it. Twice, maybe three times the whole way through. I'll say three times the whole way through. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is good." Now there's like uh, like a few songs on that album that I'll go back and be like, "Yeah, I was feeling this. Yeah, I was feeling that." That's about it. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing too wild, I guess. But um. World for Real was a good album. I, I liked it. I like YG. I don't want to sit up here and lie to y'all and say I'm a fan of YG, but I, I do like YG. Like, I'll listen to a YG feature if I see he's featured on something, you know what I mean? Um, all the stuff they're saying about him, Chino Kalani, is a lie. It's false. My homie wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm sticking with my boy. YG wouldn't do that. But, um, yeah, no, that, that I mean it was a good album. Um it was it was it was nice, you know. I feel like it was just one of those things, like you know, it was it was nice. It was it was it was it was good. It was good. Um what was that, number eight? So number seven, um Man, number seven, I, I feel like this is kind of, I mean, like, the better albums came out in the third, no, I'm sorry, in the second and third quarter. Like, all, all of the better albums came out in the second and third quarter. I'm not going to put Care Package on here. Well, I'm not going to speak on Care Package because, no, you know, no. So number seven, 
Number seven, I'll give it to Rick Ross's uh, Port of Miami 2. I listened to it the whole way through from beginning to end, and I was digging it. You know, I, li- I like Ricky Rose. Can he still go by Rick Ross now that Freeway Ricky Ross is home? I don't. Anyway, uh, Rose's album, Port of Miami 2, that was, it was good. I liked it. So I'll put that at number seven. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Born in Miami, too. Yeah, it was good. That's at number seven. Um, dang, man. Like, I, I don't really feel like much came out. I wish I gave Summer Walker's album a listen, but I never did. Like, I never went to go listen to it. You know? Number six, yeah, wow, that's crazy, by Wale. Um, it didn't crack the top five for me. It's not Wale's fault. I don't really feel like that's Wale's fault. Let me talk about Wale's album real quick. I don't really feel like that was Wale's fault. They didn't crack my top five. Now, I can't let this episode finish without telling you all about the greatest, tastiest, hottest hot sauce in the hot sauce game. They chose us hot sauce. And you can take my word for it. They sent me two free bottles so I can have a little taste. It's the hottest out there. It's the hottest out there. And if you're really into spicy foods, pick up some Lechosa's hot sauce. That's L-E-C-H-O-S-A-S, hot sauce. You can find their website on www.lechosashotsauce.com. Follow them on Instagram at lechosashotsauce. Again, it's www.lechosashotsauce.com. Pick up a bottle and let them know that podcast about nothing sent you. Okay, so with Wild That's Crazy, I don't feel like I want to blame Wale for not cracking the top five. It was a good album. And I feel like it's unfair of me to compare Wale's album to other Wale albums and and say, wow, that's crazy, isn't in the top five. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's unfair. I, I really do. I feel like that's unfair for me to do that because... While that's crazy, compared to other albums that dropped this year, may very well be the fourth best album that came out this year, at least for hip-hop. Now, I was I was scrolling through uh, Wikipedia, and I was looking at other albums that came out this year. I seen Ashley Tisdale drop the album. Charlie, what was it, XCV, ABCDE, or whatever her name is. There were some other people that dropped an album this year. Fergie dropped an album. I'm like, nah, come on. Those albums be trash, and we know it. But, like, and shout out to all the Ashley Tisdale fans out there. 
keeping her alive. Like, I just remember her from Zack and Cody. And the thing is, when Zack and Cody came out, I was too old to be watching Disney at that time period. But, you know, whatever. But while that's crazy, compared to other albums this year, is probably the fourth best album that dropped this year. But I can't put it there. I can't put it at four. Because I feel like I hold Wale to a higher standard. And I was waiting on a Wale album. It's been about two years. I was waiting on a Wale album. When I finally got it, I was like, uh, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, huh? What? What is it? No. I mean, it was good. You know what I'm saying? It was good, but it was, I was still disappointed. It was kind of the same thing with Chance. But you know what, though? Chance's album really wasn't good, though, to be perfectly honest. Like, Chance's Chance album wasn't, yeah, you know? Like, Chance's album wasn't that good to begin with. And I like Chance. I'm a fan of Chance, actually. I'll say that I'm a fan of Chance. I'll say that. I was, I had a lot of expectations for Chance's album. To be fair, my expectations for Chance's album was probably higher than the expectations for Wale's album. Not to say that Chance is better. Not even to say that I like Chance more. I just knew with Wale that this album that I got, I knew was probably be the worst that I would get from Wale. The album he delivered, I felt like would be the worst that he would get. Because, like, I have faith in Wale that he'll deliver. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a great, this is a good project. It's a really, really good project. Like, out of out of 10, I'll probably give it, I'll probably give it a 7, a 7.3 out of 10. It's a really, really good album. It's a really good collection of music. Like, it's a really good project. So, for me, I'm like, okay, like, Wale is going to deliver a good album at the worst. A good album. A good album to me is like a 6.5. I give this like a 7.3. So, Wale delivered. But with Chance. How long has it been since Coloring Book came out? Three years? Maybe four? Probably about four years, right? So I was expecting something. And like with Chance's album, it was a real roller coaster because it's like, okay, you start to meet my expectations and then it dips. You know what I'm saying? So I was really looking forward forward to Chance's album, and it just didn't hit at all. It just did not hit. And with Wale, like I said, like, he delivered. He, you know, kind of did what he was going to do in typical Wale fashion. Like, it was a good album. Like, you know, not it's not much to say or take away from with that album. Like, you know, he it was good. It was really, really good. Um, but see, this top five. Huh, listen, this, this, the top five. Like that bottom six, I kind of feel like I did a review of what 
out of all those albums uh, in that six range, I don't know. It was good, right? I did reviews for Big Day and Wow, That's Crazy. That was about it. Uh, seeing this five range, look. So at number five, okay, I got Revenge of the Dreamers. I liked it. I'll probably give Revenge of the Dreamers a 7.4. Don't give him Wild That's Crazy, crazy a 7.3. Revenge of the Dreamers getting a 7.4. It wasn't that much better of an album compared to Wild That's Crazy. Not that much. But, you know, J. Cole's my favorite rapper out right now. He's perhaps my second favorite rapper of all time. Actually, he is because I did the list. Um, so that right there puts... Revenge of the Dreamers ahead of Wow, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, Revenge of the Dreamers, it was a good album. It was really, really good. Really, really good. You know? Let me, let me, I gotta say it differently than how I said it for Wow, that's crazy. Because for Wow, that's crazy, I said, you know, it was really, really good. But for Revenge of the Dreamers, by being a 7.4, it was really, really, you know, just a little emphasis on one of the reallys. Really, really good. Um, I enjoyed it. It was something that I don't want to say I go back and listen to a lot, but there is some replay value to Wow, That's Crazy and Revenge of the Dreamers. There's some replay value there. I like Revenge of the Dreamers. I liked it. It was really, really good, you know, 7.4. Um, a knock that I had against it, too many chefs in the kitchen. And here's the issue with that. Too many chefs in the kitchen and not enough chefs were even cooking to even be in the kitchen. Like when I see the, the baby feature, I think Lil Baby was on there. I think Gunner was on there. I think Lil Skies was on there. These are people I don't know and and I am unfamiliar with. I want an all-star cast on the next Revenge of the Dreamers 4, okay? I want an all-star cast. Bring in Kendrick. Bring in Drake. Bring in Wale. You have T.I. Bring in Lil Wayne. I don't even like Lil Wayne, but bring in Lil Wayne. Bring in Jay-Z. Bring in Method Man. Bring in the entire Wu-Tang Clan. Bring all of them. I don't want this young thug guy. Like, I don't want these dudes. Like, I feel like it was nothing but a bunch of Atlanta artists. That's how I felt. I don't want that. That's not what I want. Too many chefs in the kitchen and not everybody was in there cooking. Like, I don't know. I wasn't, like, given the album that Boss delivered on, um, given the album that, uh, oh, man, what's her name? Uh, 
given the album that Boss delivered on, given the album that Ari Lennox delivered on, we didn't need everybody like that. We didn't need that. We didn't need it. But, you know, whatever. Revenge of the Dreamers at five. Okay? There. There. At number four, Lost Boy by YBN Corday. I still go back and listen to that album from beginning to finish. I can't do that with Wow, That's Crazy. I can't do that with um, Revenge of the Dreamers. I can't do that with those. I can't do it. Lost Boy, I can't. So I'm like, yo, it got to be, it got to crack the top three. Then I was like, nah, it can't. It can't crack the top three. I got my top three lined up and ready to go. And they're not even hip-hop. But let me stick on YB and Cordae real quick. YB and Cordae's album, man, I did the album review for it. It came out on the same day as the big day. But YB and Cordae took over that day. That was YB and Cordae's day. Just a lyrical exercise coming from a 19-year-old kid. He is the next one up. He's going to keep hip-hop alive. Not the rap genre or hip-hop or whatever it is called now. But the rap hip-hop genre for the lyrical, miracle, spiritual fan. He's going to keep that alive. Like, I'm already anticipating his next project. It'll probably drop next year too. I'm thinking. I'm thinking next year. Uh probably not next year. You're probably gonna be going on tour next year. You're probably gonna be touring like crazy. I would never go to a YBN Corday tour show though. I would not go to a concert YBN. I do not want to see a 19 year old, 20 year old kid perform because there's gonna be other 17, 16, 18, 19 year old kids there. I want to feel like somebody's dad, so I do not want to go. I don't want to go. Hopefully, J. Cole brings in YB and Corday for the Dreamville Fest next spring. Oh, my goodness. That should be coming up soon, shouldn't it? That should be coming up soon. Because last year was in April, I think. Yeah, it was in April last year. That should be coming up soon. I got to get ready for that. I'm trying to go to that. For real. I'm trying to go to that. Anyway, um, yeah, so YB and Corday's album was really good. Really, really, really good. Scratch it. It was a great album. It was a great album. I'm going to give it a 7.9. I'm going to give it a 7. I can't give it an 8. I can't give it an 8. But it was a 7.9 album. And I can listen to, to that album from beginning to end. Matter of fact, I did it a couple days ago. Because I was like, let me see if Law's Boy still got the juice. You know what I'm saying? If I still catch that same vibe. I listened to it from beginning to end. I'm like, yeah, it's still there. It's still there. Man, that album was good, man. That's a great album, dog. Go listen to Law's Boys for real. That's a great album. That is a fantastic album. It's a great album. I'm going to give it a 7.9. It's right there on the cusp. A 7.95. Scratch it. 7.95. It was right there on the cusp. Great album, man. My fourth favorite album 
of the year. Why me and Corday lost, boys, dude. Listen to that album and give it a listen, straight up. Okay, so um now we got the top three. Now we're sitting at the top three. Alright. Um I know some of y'all are probably thinking like, yo, what about Gucci Man? He dropped the album this year. It was like three weeks ago. Where Gucci Man at? Where little TJ at? Nah. Not on this list. And like I said, I feel like I cheated myself because I didn't listen to Summer Walker's uh, album. I heard it was really good. Akon dropped an album this year? Wow. Okay. I guess you have to be a fan of Akon to know that because ain't nobody talking about that album. But Solange dropped an album this year. I know Beyonce dropped an album this year. Nah, Sam. Nah. Nah, fam. Nah. Nah. I'm sorry. And again, like I said, I didn't get a chance to listen to Summer Walker's album. Uh, I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. And to be fair, I didn't think that Summer Walker would make music for me. But I should have still listened to it. Because I really don't know much about her. Not Summer Walker, but about her. And I listened to her album. And we're going to get into that. But these last three albums, last three spots. At number three, Mac Ayers. And I know y'all do not know who Mac Ayers is. Go listen to Mac Ayers' album. Mac Ayers' album uh, is called Juice Box. I promise you. It is an 8.6. It's an 8.6. I can I listened to that album. I was on a flight. I was on a flight. I listened to Juice Box three times straight the whole way through. Go listen to that album. I am telling you. It's a little white boy with a um with the uh accusative. With an uh, acoustic, acoustic guitar. Go listen to that album. Ninth Wonder produced it. Go listen to that album. I'm telling y'all. That album is an 8.6. When, the, when that album came out, it came out after Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox. I listened to that Mac Ayers album and I was like, I think I like this more than Shea Butter Baby. I promise you, go listen to Mac Ayers. M-A-C-A-Y-E-R-S. Mac Ayers. And the name of his album is called Juice Box. I'm giving that an 8.68. An 8.69. Go listen to that album, man. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I promise you. Yo, that album is fire. That album is fire. Like, I I don't even know what made me listen to that album in the first place. Oh, I know. I put one of his songs off of his album from last year 
on my uh, summertime vibes, on my summertime vibes uh, playlist. So I, I put, by me putting his album, uh, one of his songs, on my summertime vibes playlist, my the Apple playlist, not the Spotify playlist, but the Apple playlist, by me putting that on there, I continued to check for his uh check for for his work. So it was one day I didn't know he had an album coming. I'm listening to my summertime playlist and then his song comes up. And then at the bottom it goes music you may also like. And I see him with the juice box. And I was like, oh, 2019? Oh, he had an album come out? I click on it. Oh, it came out today? So I listened to it. Fell in love with it. Fell in love with it. I don't know what to call it, like what type of genre, because it's not, maybe it's pop. It's that It's that middle ground between pop and R&B. You know that, that little thin line that Justin Timberlake walks on? It's that thin line between pop and R&B that Justin Timberlake walks on. Mac Ayers is the same way. A little white boy with an acoustic guitar. I'm a huge fan, dog. For real, like, if I could catch him on tour, I might go. I might go. I might go to that. Catch him. Yeah, I might I might catch that. For real. Like, that was a, man. Go listen to the Juice Box. Well, go listen to the Juice Box by Mac Ayers. I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I promise. I'm giving that album an 8.69. It's right there, man. It is right there. That that was a fantastic, it is a fantastic album. Fantastic. Fantastic. Like, for a while, it was my favorite album of the year. But then, and, Vin, and Max Air's album came out after my second pick for my favorite album of the year. But for a while, Mac Ayers produced my favorite album of the year. But then I went back and I listened to this album. And I was like, nah, you know what? Nah, I'm still rolling with this one as my favorite album of the year. But another album came out after these two albums. I was like, all right, that's my favorite album. My number two favorite album of the year. Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby. That album is a freaking classic R&B album. We, when, when, it's all, when Ari Lennox's career is all said and done, she has to be top 25 best vocalist to ever touch a mic. Top 25, man. She has to be. And Shea Butter Baby, it's her all lies on me. Shea Butter Baby is her blueprint. Shea Butter Baby is her the uh the the miseducation of Lauren Hill. This is her classic. And for some of y'all, y'all probably didn't even know she had an album before this one. But she had an album drop, I think, in 2016, I wanna say. I wanna say 2016. Cause I was yeah, I want to say 2016. I think she had dropped her first studio album, and it was called Poe or Foe or something like that. P 
P-H-O with an accent over the O. Oh, no, I think it's Poe. I think it's pronounced Poe. But um, I like that album. It was, it was, you know, it was her first. It was, it was her her first swing at bat. You know what I'm saying? Shea Butter Baby, she not that dog. She not that out of the park. I am giving that album a nine point two out of ten. That album is a classic. That is a classic R&B album, and I mean soul R&B. Not R&B like Usher or 112. I'm talking neo-soul. India Ari. That is a classic R&B album. It's not pop. That That is classic 90s R&B. That is that good R&B. That is that baby-making R&B album right there. That album, Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox. Good goodness. For a while, that was my favorite album of the year. I played that out. You know how, like, I played it so much on my iPhone that it started to skip on my iPhone. I'm joking, by the way. But I'm just saying, I really played that album out. I really did. From beginning to end. That was my favorite album of the year, man. Hands down. I am giving that album a 9.2 out of 10. And I'm standing firm on that. That album was unbelievable. And I gave it a shot because I'm like, okay, I listened to her first project. It was kind of so-so, you know. But, you know, J. Cole, she signed to J. Cole. She's on her dream bill. She's on her umbrella. Ari Lennox, outside of J. Cole, is the most important artist on that label now. She is the best artist on that label now, outside of J. Cole. I feel like that album has catapulted her into stardom. It really has. That album, man, was unbelievable. And the vocal range that she has. And to know that sometimes she goes in there and freestyles. She freestyles some of that album. Go listen to Shea Butter Baby. I'm not going to lie to you. If you haven't listened to it, I'll be shocked. Because I feel like that's that was an album on everyone's list after it came out. Ari Lennox is now on the radar. Ari Lennox is now on the clock. Now we need another one. And I think she comes back in 2021. I'm going to say 2021. Or, or around this time next year. I'm going to say second quarter 2021 or fourth quarter 2020. She's going to come back with another one. She has to. She can't sit on Shea Butter Baby too much longer. And God, man, I wish I could catch her on tour. I wish I went to go see her on tour. 
I really do wish I went to go see her on tour. I really do. Because she, she came to Nashville. But I don't know where my mind was. I don't know. But I, I wish I went to go see that. I really do. That album was fire, man. 9.2. And that was my favorite album of the year. Until number one came out. Now, like I said, Juice Box by Mac Ayers came out after Shea Butter Baby. And I was thinking, like, man, Mac Ayers might, he might have an album of the year right here. And I went back and listened to uh, Shea Butter Baby. And I was like, nah, Shea Butter Baby is still the best album of the year. But then, but then, I used to know her came out. I used to know her by her was released. Dog. Hands down. Hands down. Like I said, my top four, YBA Corday, Lost Boys, Mac Ayers, Juice Box, Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby, and uh, her, I used to know her. The only four albums that came out this year where today I can go back today, I could go back and listen to those albums from beginning to end. The six other albums that I list on here, I can't do that with. I did do it on the first listen and on the second listen. I listened to the whole way through. After that, I couldn't. These four albums, I can listen to the whole way through right now. Her, I used to know her. She got a YBN Corday feature on there. I think she has two, actually, now that I think about it. She has two features from YBN Corday. I used to know her. My favorite album of the year. That album is a classic. That's a classic. Like, her reminds me of Lauryn Hill. The ability to, like, kick a flow in the middle of her getting into her singing bag. She can just kick a flow real quick. The same way Lauryn Hill could do that. Her reminds me of that. And Ari Lennox, to me, is... Um, Erica Badu. And her is Lauren Hill. Dog, if those two hopped on a track together, madness. Madness. That will be the woman's anthem for the next decade. I promise you. I love, I used to know her. I love her. I never even listened to her before. This is the first piece of music I ever listened to, and I listened to it. And I'm like, let me let me check for her other stuff real quick. This album was phenomenal. I gave Shea Butter Baby a nine point two. That's a classic. I gave Mac Air's album an eight point six. I gave YB and Corday a 
If I'm giving Shea Butter Baby a 9.2 and hers album was better, and I don't want to say it, it blew Shea Butter Baby out the water. I don't want to say that. But there is a gap in between how much I like hers album versus Shea Butter Baby. But there, there's a difference. I'm giving hers album a 9.68. I'm giving that 9.68. I'm giving it a 9.68. That album was phenomenal. Man, that album was phenomenal, man. And I know you heard it. If you're listening to this episode right now, I'm pretty sure you heard it. But... That album was crazy. I should listen to it today while I'm at work, man. That was a great album. I used to know her by her 9.68, man. 9.68. I can't give it a 9.7, but I'm going to give it a 9.68. I'm going to make an episode making no criteria. And then don't ask me to review uh, Jesus is King by Kanye West. I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening to that. I'm not. I'm, I'm I, I don't want to hear it. The last album from Kanye I heard was 808s and Heartbreak. After 808s and Heartbreak, I was like, I'm never listening to another Kanye album again. Never again. Don't ask me to review Jesus is King. I'm not listening to it. I got my three favorite Kanye albums in College Dropout, Late Registration, and Graduation. I don't need all this other garbage he's coming out with. I don't need it. But back to her. Her's album was unbelievable, man. Best album of the year. Album of the year. And here's a little contradiction. Even though I feel like her's album was better than Shea Butter Baby's, I still stand by when I did the uh, Shea Butter Baby Ari Lennox album review. I still stand by what I said. Ari Lennox should win Grammy for album of the year. Not soul album, not hip hop album, not pop album, not R&B album, not soul album of the year. She should win album of the year. Even though I feel like hers album is better, Shea Butter Baby should still win album of the year. Don't ask me to explain it because I don't know why, but I still feel like she should win album of the year. Even though I feel like hers album is better. And I do give uh, um, I Used to Know Her album of the year award from podcast about nothing. So those are my top 10 favorite albums right there. Hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all disagreed with everything I've said. That way, some type of uh, conversation has been, can be brought up. I hope that I invoked some type of feeling inside of you where you're like, dog, you dumb. Because you forgot about this album. Your list is off. Maybe I got the right albums on here, but maybe I listed them wrong. I don't know. Okay, that's up to you to decide. Maybe I left off some stuff. 
Maybe you are an Ashley Tisdale fan. Maybe you feel like I should not have left off Kirk by the baby. Maybe you feel like I shouldn't have left off Fever by uh, Megan the Stallion. I don't know. That's up to you. That's for you to decide, not for me. This has been another episode of the podcast about nothing. The season finale of season two. Season two, episode 20. Season finale. I'll see y'all next Friday for season three, episode one. This has been the final season. This has been a season finale of podcasts about nothing for season two. I've been your host, the FS. Until next time, mind your business, count your blessings. Don't be bitter, be better. Peace.